Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of another film review. And as you can tell from the template or the episode art, um, this will be our new episode art regarding uh, film reviews. So I hope uh, everyone enjoys it. Hopefully it doesn't look too bad. Um, again, this stuff is just going to continue to get better as the podcast goes on and as time goes on. Uh, we'll obviously get better and more... Uh, adjusted to this uh, type of thing so hopefully you guys are enjoying the growth and the development of this podcast so far and i uh, really hope that everyone out there is enjoying uh, following along and tuning into uh the tea time it's uh, supposed to be a chill chill kind of environment for sure but um this episode is going to be dedicated to a pretty special film in my personal opinion i was honored to show uh Caden and logan this the other day um, I wanted to get this episode out, but Logan is sadly on vacation. Not sadly for him, but uh, we can't get his... We'll get his reaction for sure on the pod, but uh, I don't want him to get this kind of review out before um, some of the other stuff we have going on this upcoming weekend. But shout out to Logan in Tennessee. Shout out to his family out there. Um, shout out to Tennessee. You know, great state, you know. Um, but uh, moving forward... What this episode is going to be primarily and pretty much all around is a film called Memento. It was released in 2000. It's a mystery thriller movie with a runtime of an hour and 56 minutes. According to Rotten Tomatoes and the Tomato Meter, it has a 93%. The audience score has a 94% with 250,000 ratings in that audience um, category there. Um, moving into some movie information, uh, which is the summary here. Leonard, a.k.a. Guy Pierce, is tracking down the man who raped and murdered his wife. The difficulty, however, of locating his wife's killer is compounded by the fact that he suffers from a rare, untreatable form of memory loss. Although he can recall details of life before his accident, Leonard can't remember what happened 15 minutes ago. Where is he going, or why? The rating is rated R. Uh, like I said, it's a mystery thriller. Directed by Christopher Nolan, produced by Jennifer Todd and Suzanne Todd, written by Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan. The release date for theaters was September 5th, 2000. The release date for streaming platforms was March 1st, 2017. The box office gross in the U.S. was $25.5 million. Like I said, the runtime was an hour and 56 minutes. The distributor is New Market Film Group, and the production company Team Todd, I Remember Productions, LLC, New Market Capital Group. The sound mixing company is Dolby SR, DTS, Dolby Stereo, Surround, SDDS, Dolby A, Dolby Digital, and the Aspect Radio is Scope. Um, big things already that you can already kind of take away from this is Guy Pierce. Not the biggest thing you can take away from this. Let me let me reframe that. Christopher Nolan. My God, one of the best direct best directors of all time, and this is his second film, I believe. His, his third film. Um, he did a movie called Doodlebug in... When is that? 1997. Uh, doesn't even have a score. I think it was a, a small film. Then um, Following. 1998. And then Memento. This was his kind of big break onto the scene. Y2K, you know, $25.5 million budget for the film. No, excuse me, not the budget, it's the gross. Um, and this previous movie only made $49,000. 
Um, and then Insomnia with Al Pacino, $68 million in 2002. Going to the mat, in 2004 he was a writer. Batman Begins, and then the Dark Knight trilogy with Prestige, Inception, Man of Steel, he was a producer. He was an, exec produ- he was an executive producer on Transcendence. He did Interstellar. He's done, he did, he executive produced Batman vs. Superman. Dunkirk, people say that's his masterpiece. Tenet came out recently, and that was a really good movie. He was an executive producer on Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Um, you know, and he's just, he just did Oppenheimer. You know, I mean, let's, let's get real here. And this movie is apparently blowing people away. And not, not literally, but figuratively. Um, but for real, Christopher Nolan is one of the, if not the best director of all time, in my personal opinion, because of how he's able to film, visually put up and portray stories. His dialogue is great. His writing is great. The storylines are always great. Uh, always a really cool, innovative, original kind of idea with a spin or a twist with always a great cast or a consistent one at least. Um, he reuses a lot of the same actors and actresses and I really respect that. But what I really respect more is how you can tell that he always has his touch on it. It's not overtly, brutally violent, but it's raw. You know, it still feels like I'm watching a 90s movie with a Christopher Nolan movie today because he's able to put it in this aspect of vintage, authentic, not overtly use CGI. He likes real. And that's why I love Christopher Nolan. And that's why I love his craft. Um, but moving forward to probably my... I mean, uh, other than other than Christopher Nolan in this film, apart, he's not even in it, but uh, apart... In terms of this project, uh, Memento, um, Christopher Nolan is the the genius behind this film. It's why it works. It's why it is the way it is. It's why it will fucking blow your fucking head away. But Guy Pierce, I would just like to say, wow. I I mean, I, I'm getting chills just thinking about how good this fucking guy was in this movie, man. I mean, he didn't have much success later on in his career. Um, but, I mean, this is a performance of a lifetime by Guy Pierce. This was his best performance he's ever had. Some people will say L.A. Confidential. Some people will say The Hurt Locker. Some people will say The King's Speech. No. No, 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 no. Memento or results results was good but no Memento by far is the reason um that this film at least visually and story wise because Christopher Nolan isn't in there himself he wrote this and chose to go with Guy Pierce because he best portrayed it um he he blows he blows me out of the water. I mean, his just mannerisms, his behavior with the memory loss, everything about it is just fantastic. It's real. It feels real. It it it's just one of those things where you can't get that kind of performance by any from anyone else. I feel like it was literally this role was made for Guy Pierce, and he, he took it away with his own kind of mannerism. Like I said, mannerisms. He's always tugging his little tugging at his lapel, you know, he's always darting his eyes around, 
and you have to create that like character like like from scratch you know because like okay you have the idea hey this guy has a memory loss problem like how does he act how is he you know what 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 does he what does he talk like what is he you know it's just it was done perfectly you know and everything about his performance he sold me um for someone as for someone that definitely could have like a memory loss problem and i just really thought it was iconic like his performance like i'm not gonna lie i I will never forget him just running around in a tan suit literally and then when you find out the twist you know and there's always one at least one in christopher nolan's films uh it's just something special and it realize you realize damn this guy's a great actor but i will i want to circle back to christopher nolan after i talk about the rest of the cast and crew here um carrie ann moss played natalie uh she, she was fantastic i mean she was utterly fantastic she played someone that was manipulative manipulative as well as like controlling but also like knew how to act inside of acting type shit so she had to play a character as a character if that makes sense um i guess everyone kind of did with uh with leonard shelby and that was guy pierce's character by the way um but yeah carrie ann moss phenomenal performance by her um she really struck me as someone that was like you know the the victimology card works well with her character that's all i want to say because i don't want to spoil this film too much but you know what? I spoiler alert all the way through from this point, okay? But uh, Joe Patalonio, I apologize if I butchered that name, but I, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of Eastern European in me, so I, I think I did pretty good. Um, played a character named Teddy, and you don't really know much about Teddy, like his backstory and you know his, uh, you know his whole his whole background. You know, and he kind of comes in and out of Leonard's life all the time. And it's just random. But he knows and is aware of his condition. And one of these, you know, questions that I always threw out, I'm like, yo, these people know about this guy's condition. He'll forget about shit in 15 minutes. You know, I, you know why would you not take advantage of that if you need something out of this guy? And um, these people, they definitely do. They definitely do take advantage of him, and it's a really fucked up situation, but, you know, I think, um, I think Leonard, for what he's capable of doing with his mind, I think he handles it to the best of his ability. To a certain point, you would hope that he would write more notes, and you'll hear him reference his notes, but, you know, I think he does what he can, because he's in a weird predicament right now, because it was a recent incident that kind of forced him to have this issue, um, and then he kind of spiraled out of fucking control and it's kind of just been a mess, um, for him until, let's just say he has a revelation with Natalie, um, as well as he kind of opens up a bandage and it's like, oh, it's a fucking tattoo that says don't answer the phone. And he's been talking on the phone the whole day, you know? So there's been like, there's like really big clicks for him throughout the film and until he gets those, he kind of struggles. And either the pacing of the film overall with the story is fantastic. But I want to say about Joe Patalano, he was in uh, The Fugitive with Harris, Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. This guy's been one of the best supporting actors and like character actors of all time. Sh- shout out to him. 
shout out to his craft. I met him at a Halloween con. I can't remember where. It was in Montverde, uh, a little bit around Orlando. Um, and he was like at this like comic book shop. So it was pretty cool to meet him and just shake his hand. But um, as well as, there's another guy in here, Mark Boone Jr. He actually played a guy named Bert, nothing big or anything, but he was in Batman Begins. So, and it's a, he's like a big caveman looking motherfucker. But just just saying that, you know, Christopher Nolan likes to reuse his cast and crew, and I really I really appreciate that about him. This was the only film that he used Guy Pearson, uh, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen all of his movies. I, I don't think anyone other than Mark Boone Jr. and Steven Tobolowski um, are the only two, like, extra, like, slash supporting actors he's reused. Because he hasn't used Joe Petalano or Carrie Ann Moss uh, after this film or before it. But, like, this was a good movie for Christopher Nolan to kind of come into the scene with in 2000. You know, his first big budget film, and it was a fucking masterpiece, bro. Let me just talk about one more thing. I mean, other than Guy Pierce, literally selling a... Like, he sold me on a guy that is desperate for answers on a revenge kind of comeback story. But also a curious person because you have... He has a massive disability in a sense because he can't remember anything past 15 minutes. Like, the fucking hotel clerk he starts charging him for two rooms and he, he didn't know it for days. You know, and it it was... He struggles with a lot of shit like that. Day-to-day stuff. And, you know, it, it... He sells me on that. But this isn't about, like, his disability. He's literally trying to find his wife's killer. And he tries to do it to the best of his ability. And he just honestly... Kind of gets sucked into the world of anger and hate. And it's not a good world to be a part of. Nor to, you know, dip your toe into. Even at the slightest... You know, and um, that coupled with his memory issue is what really destroyed him. Um, And honestly, the legacy of his wife. And uh, you'll see what I mean by that when you watch the film. But, you know, I'm I'm not going to drop the big bomb. (laughs) I keep referencing Oppenheimer. I've yet to see it. I'm going to get out there and see it, I promise you. Um... But no, the, the, the big uh, the big shaboom in uh, in this film is uh, Logan. Shout out to Logan. He he noticed halfway through, about half a little maybe maybe actually a little over halfway through, um, he noticed it, um, which props to him. Had to watch it all the way through to kind of get the gist and then think about it. But I've seen it. That was my third time watching it, and I I still need to go watch it again. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those really really like master masterworks kind of movies like there's so much detail so much to kind of like dive into and examine and and analyze and try and relate to and try and just always like i always try and watch a movie so i can understand the story completely the characters completely everything and you know what you can't be a perfectionist like that and everything but like with film it's all there for you you know you can go back and understand it and there's a couple things that i still have questions about so i want to go answer those for myself in about three to four months but this is a movie you can definitely go do that for. And I feel like there's so much, there's so many Christopher Nolan movies that I do that with. The Prestige, I watch that religiously. I mean, not like not like every fucking day or anything like that. But like, honestly, last year I watched it probably four times. You know? And that's a lot for one movie to absorb it. But like, it just never got old to me. And I, I, I love that movie. 
I gotta give that movie like five years though to tell you the truth. Not because I can't watch it again, but because I want to enjoy it just as much as I have been. Um, but no, Memento for me is honestly going to be probably a, a 10 out of 10. I mean, it really is. It's a it's a genius story. Brilliant writing. I mean, brilliant writing. This is, this is what you call filmmaking. This is the definition of a gritty, hardcore super like psychology like it's almost like mental like you know what i'm saying like it's all in your head type shit it's how he's able to bring all of this out and put it into a film like your craziest thoughts as an individual christopher nolan i feel like has put him in a movie like maybe not like i'm not gonna sit here and say sexual shit but like i'm talking like if you're thinking about action or mind bending like trippy stuff it's in Christopher Nolan's movies, bro. And it's in the plot, it's in the writing, it's in the dialogue, it's with the clues. There's always clues. There's always stuff to pick up on. If you aren't watching closely, you will miss something important. That is true. Do not have your fucking phone by you in this movie. Please. Do it you're doing you'll you will do it a a a massive massive middle finger to it. I mean and, and to the art of it. I mean you won't be able to pick up on certain things if you aren't watching this movie 100% all the way through. You just won't. Like, And it's there's movies like that. And those movies are typically the best. This didn't get any Oscars. It didn't get any awards. Nothing crazy. but And just... It's so sad to see that it got lost in time. You know what I'm saying? Like, It got released September 5th, 2000. And the release date for streaming platforms was 2017. For 17 years, when most movies get their streaming release date the same year as the release, a couple months after the release, in fact, this took 17 years to get out there. You know, this is honestly, in my personal opinion, this is also kind of like some third eye shit too. Like, nothing like about politics or society, but just... Use your fucking brain, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really is one of those movies that you can, you'll sit back after you stop watching and you're going to be like, holy fuck. You know, it's not action-packed. It's not going to have crazy car chase scenes or a dude fucking a hooker. But, like, it's really thought-provoking and really intelligently made. And you can only appreciate it when you finish it. So I really recommend, if you've not seen the film Memento... Directed by Christopher Nolan. I recommend that you do so immediately. And make sure you go on a Christopher Nolan binge watch. Because this guy is, like I said, possibly the greatest director of all time. And he's still going. He's still making film. I wonder what's next, you know? That's all That's all I gotta say with Christopher Nolan. He, he's just always doing things that are out of the ordinary. And don't seem like they'll be good. But they are. They turn out to be. So that's just his craft. That's just him. Christopher Nolan is him. Um, and I really hope everyone out there enjoyed this new uh, style of film review. Trying to do it a little more professionally and to the best of my ability. Um, and one last thing before I wrap this episode up. I'm going to read some of the some of the critically acclaimed reviewers here on Rotten Tomatoes. Memento ends as brilliant as... Eh, excuse me. Memento ends as brilliantly as it begins, merging the two 
disparate timelines into one, and leaving us with a dis- disquieting insight into human nature, that even fundamentally good people can gaslight themselves, by Paul Kiansky, and that's on uh, KSQD Community Radio. That was given. That that was submitted July twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. Let's go to an older one. Let's go to an older. Let's go to an older review here on uh, Andrew Saras. He's an observer and a top critic. This guy actually gave it a shit review. I am neither upset nor disturbed by Memento. Only vaguely dissatisfied. I simply don't buy Jonathan Nolan's thesis that audiences know all the tropes and tricks of crime thrillers back, backward and forward. What? Okay. That doesn't make sense on how that judges your film. Like, perspective. Like, your thoughts on the film. I don't think... I don't think that... The audience's understanding of anything has has to do with the effect of the rating. Or what you think of the film. That guy didn't give an actual opinion. He just said, I don't think that this guy's thesis or quote-unquote writing is dumb enough for people to understand. That's what I got out of that. Another top critic, uh, Jay Boyar out of the Orlando Centennial. You have to pay close attention to Memento, the most original thriller to come along in years and one of the best. That was given March 26, 2014. And that other review was given in 07, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. July 1st, 2007. That's crazy, though. But yeah, those are just some, uh, you know, kind of reviews and thoughts from people that you might respect more than me. But overall, I think you know, judge this movie for yourself. It's really original. It's really thought-provoking, really creatively done, and creatively written, in my personal opinion. The structure of the plot, some people might think it's all over the place, but I think it ties in beautifully. It comes in full circle at the end of the film, so if you just, if you're a trooper, and you don't fucking distract yourself during the film, watch the whole thing, and enjoy the conclusion. Just enjoy Enjoy the full circle moment. It is beautiful, but also fucked up. So, you know, to each their own, but I really enjoy this film and definitely give it a 10 out of 10 for my personal opinion. There might be a little bit of Christopher Nolan bias in there because I love all of his other movies, but I just think he hasn't made a bad one. Like, truthfully, I love this one. I love The Prestige. I love The Dark Knight trilogy. You know, his worst movie might be Batman Begins, and that's like a, that's a high bar, so... You know, to all the haters out there and to the people that don't really get or really fuck with Christopher Nolan right now, if you want to try or want to try and understand like why so many people love his craft and love what he is able to do and accomplish on and off screen, um, definitely watch Memento because it shows the originality and the creative thought process that he can definitely go the lengths to. And it shows what he's able, able and capable of doing. I mean, we saw Interstellar. We saw how fucking crazy that movie was. We saw Inception. You see what this man is able of bringing to life, in a sense. You see what he's able to construct, not just, like, with visuals and cinematography and choreography, but with the story making, the build-up process, as well as the storytelling, being able to visually 
captivate everyone to, to these extremes. Only a few directors have ever been able to do this. Only a few. Only a few. And I think he has cemented himself on the director Mount Rushmore. I, I really do. I really do. So shout out to Christopher Nolan. I fucking love Memento. I know Logan loved Memento. He told me he was going to watch it again sometime so he can completely understand it, which I totally agree with and I totally understand. Caden liked Memento. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely have some kind of like movie council episode and I'll ask them their ratings and stuff on this film for sure. But I just wanted to get this episode out to y'all because we just watched it recently. Um, and I know they wouldn't mind because Logan's kicking it back in that uh, that American Tennessee area, you know, that mid that Midwest or that, uh, you know, central of a... Uh, Central of our nation, if you will. The heart of this country. And then, obviously, Florida is... You know, I can make a joke and say it's either the genitals or just the shit of, you know, America. But, uh, I think that's California. I think we can all safely say that. But, you know, definitely check out Memento. Definitely check out uh, our Instagram, Twitter, threads, and TikTok, at Time Reports. We post film of the weeks and stuff, and we talk about film and TV shows on there. Uh, and we'll be posting and stuff you know, on and off about that kind of genre of discussion on those platforms. So make sure you're checking that stuff out and giving us a follow. Thank you all for the support, and make sure you continue to tune in to future episodes of Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor, and this was our episode of uh, Memento Review, Memento Film Review. And I really hope you guys actually enjoyed the episode art for this specific genre. Uh, hopefully it draws that film crowd in. But, uh, you know, peace be on to everyone out there. Take care. This is Trevor, signing off.